This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Today we're joined by Corinne Van Dusen. Over the years, Corinne has been a reader for AMI-audio, backup host for now, and handling part of our entertainment beat on our program here, the host of the Globe and Mail show on AMI-audio daily. That's just a start, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to bring her to Voices today uh, just to chat a little bit about a few things that I felt we could have some fun talking about and learning as well. Corinne, welcome back. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. So I want to start with baseball right off the top because you are a passionate <laughs> Blue Jays fan. And I, I got to say, I know we discussed this before. I can't remember when it comes playoff time or at other points of the season, how much you check out the other teams. I'm of the belief, really, it's our Jays all the way. Well, I watch everything up into the World Series, actually. <laughs> it's really? Jays concentrated until they're there. And then after that, I, uh, I, I go for my, I usually cheer for the National League side. <laughs> Wow. So you do follow the playoffs up until, but it's usually a National League team you go for. Is that because you don't want to cheer for any other American League team outside of the Correct. Jays? <laughs> yeah. yeah, see, I know that, that line of thought. All right. So right now, as things are unfolding, you must be steaming where your Texas Rangers are as they're two games up on Houston. Um, so I'm curious about that feel. And I'm curious about I mean, are you a Phillies going for Phillies or the underdog, Arizona? Well, see, that's a tough one because last year I followed the Phillies all the way. Um, and then they hold on for lack of a better term, dropped right the ball. <laughs> Tell me why there. Is it have to do with Canada at all? Um, n- no, it has to do with Bryce Harper, it has to do with oh. Rio Muto, it has to do with uh the players yeah. on the team and uh, just they're, they're a scrappy bunch. So I, I like okay. them. I like the idea of Philadelphia. I thought it might have been there. the Canadian manager. That's what I thought might have. Might have. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Going back to the initial uh, Arizona Philly. Yes. So, but Arizona has ended up winning the Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Moreno trade for <laughs> Dalton Varsho because the Blue Jays uh-huh. got Dalton Varsho in exchange for those two. Uh, players and at the beginning of the season on paper on the field you thought oh the Jays won it the Jays got the best players and now who are two of the stars when it comes to Arizona in the playoffs Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. So it is a difficult one it's one of those ones where I'm like okay whichever side gets there it's fine because I really don't have any like horses in the race Um, it's just enjoying playoff baseball at this point because lots of things happen Uh, and yeah so yeah, so I'm gonna I'm sticking with the National League because I'm still upset that uh, Texas is playing. <laughs> okay, good. I just wanted to be sure that we were on the same page there because I'm very anti-Texas, let alone having two Texas teams battling it out uh, right now and, and nobody else. Uh, one other thing I'll ask before we move off of baseball, and this is the soapbox part of things that I always try to get some you know somebody to get on when it comes to the uh, voices segment. Where did your Blue Jays go wrong this year? I'll put on my uh, uh, armchair manager hat. Is that what you want? Yeah, me to thank do? you. Yeah, I, I want right from the heart as fan slash what you know and, and feel and what you've observed. Um, I think players and management didn't click. Uh, I think I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not going to throw John Snyder under the bus like the head office did when they said he's the one who said to call Barrios out uh, on paper. 
we were great on paper. We were winning the whole thing. We definitely had nothing to worry about going into the playoffs and then injuries get plagued. But I found that this year, the tone was so different from the year before. Like when we, when they had the, the Barrios and the home run jacket and just everyone having fun, also being professional athletes in the dugout this time, it like at the beginning of the season, uh, they set the tone of like, nope, we're grown up, we're mature, we're baseball players. There's no, there's no fun in baseball, you know, uh, kind of thing. And it didn't seem like I was excited because Don Mattingly was there. He's Donnie baseball, you know, like, so, uh, it just seemed that Schneider didn't click as the main manager for a whole season with the players. Again, that's, that's just, those are just my thoughts, right? Then you get injuries and then you get slumps and then you get, you know, uh, players that are being amazing. Like, um, Davis Snyder, who came up Mm -hmm. from, uh, from Buffalo and just hit everything out of the park for the first, I think series and then settled down. We had, um, I had high hopes with like Kiermaier being there to play with veterans like him and Springer and Chapman. And I was getting, I was like, you know what? I want the vibe of like 2000, like 2021, um, Mm, kind of things with Marcus Simeon was there. And, uh, you know, that, that gel team, I was like, this is the team. If any team's going to take us to the world series, it's this one, unfortunately didn't happen good for Marcus Simeon for being there right now, but (laughs) so I just, I just think it, it wasn't, it it didn't gel as much as they wanted to. I think the, the turnaround was too big of a going from like, you know, home run jacket, uh, having fun to, a like, you know, straighten your tie and stand up straight kind of thing. We're a serious Mm. team now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thanks Corinne. I really wanted to hear all that. I mean, I always sum it up to people that, It'd be nice too if they hit the ball once in a while, and a, or at least a more productive, timely hitting. That is, but she was very diplomatic. Me, it was armchair management. Was after wonderful, all. like that was really good, and she was good to everyone. Well, yes, yes. Thank for you. management could kind of go and learn a lesson. <laughs> very <there>. fair thoughts. <laughs> everyone has different managing styles. You know, you think that. of the last three managers they had: Tony Mon, um, Montoya and uh, John Gibbons. Just think of the different teams they had. Gibbons took two. Uh, teams to like you know pass the playoffs. We actually won a playoff game. They didn't win anyway. Well, <laughs> it's exactly. Not to it, so yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Kryn, um, the other side of the voices segment we want to talk to you about is broadcasting. We know that the industry leaves us short of work. People do all kinds of things in terms of taking on jobs to just stay in the industry to get by, to, you know, get the leg up. So one or more jobs is not, um, you know, unheard of, right, where people take off. And you have taken on two jobs at a time or two different broadcasters at a time and things like that. What's that like? Like, what do you want to tell us about this? Well, since I've been with AMI uh, since 2008, so that's how long I've been there or um, here. Uh, it's usually, it used to be like, I, I'd have like kind of a main broadcasting job and then AMI. And then my focus switched to most to mainly AMI with other broadcasting jobs. And I've always been the kind of person who likes to wear a lot of hats, likes to do a lot of things. So coming in and getting to read here was something I could do. And then I was I moved to Toronto to become a traffic reporter. So that's where I started uh, at a place that just did traffic for places. And then I moved on to go to, I believe it's now called City News 680. 
Um, and I was a traffic reporter there, but I also um, kept the AMI gig because, you know, it's it's a great gig. So <laughs> mm. and uh, it worked into the schedule, but, you know, it did offset some other stuff because when you're working part time at two places, you need them to gel to make a full time job. Right. So I did that. And then I moved on to uh, News Talk 1010 and CP24. And those were were more sporadic shifts. So and it was it was always about the different jobs, the different things you could do, mm. um, because like I'm not I, I'm sure we're all like this. We're not nine to fivers. Right. Like I can't right. go in, clock in, do the same thing, clock out mm -hmm. like it, nope. it's just not in me to do that. Mm -hmm. I need, I want, like, you know, I loved one day to report traffic. One day it was an anchor. One day it was a reporter, um, you know, and at AMI, I've read so many uh, different shows and done so many different, uh, different shows here that it just, uh, it kept, kept me interested, but it's not unusual. Yes. For people to have more than one uh, broadcasting job at a time. What was the worst thing about that though? Like, it's awesome that you can do, you know, five different things, five different days. That sounds awesome. But is there some aspect of routine that feels so challenging without, like sleep? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will tell you that when I was doing a lot of stuff, I used to do an afternoon show on AMI instead of a morning show. Uh, and I would do traffic in the mornings on CP24. So I was up at uh, 2.30 in the morning. Get uh, getting my yeah, <laughs> getting my hair done, getting my makeup done. Uh, then I would have to uh, because my first we, we call them traffic hits. So the first time I was on air was five a.m. So I would have to get there, yeah. you know, in person. I usually so. got there between three thirty and four, and then I would put all the traffic together and like get all the the bearings, and then have the final makeup touch touch up done, and then five o'clock you're on. So it was so I was up from two thirty, and then. To come to AMI after to do the afternoon show, you're there's no time to nap, which is something that you would like to do. Uh -huh, uh, yeah. And you go straight through. I was on air until five o'clock, and then it was about an hour commute home. So those the long, long, long days were were the toughest to get through. But man, did I sleep well at those wow. nights. Wow. <laughs> if you can make it's it. It's a funny yeah. thing too, Krim, because I mean. Yes, people often have to have the multiple jobs, but it's really interesting because a lot of time when you're with a broadcaster, you're synonymous with that particular broadcaster. And I think, wow, it, it's kind of cool that, yes, you may have been with, um, you know, uh, 1010 and, and CFRB and, and the group over there, but able still, no one minding you also being over here and being a personality, a face, a, a voice on this network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I went over to um, to Bell, I said to them, I was like, you know, AMI is a thing that I want to keep if I can't keep it, you know, but it's very flexible with that. Yeah. Like the broadcast uh, system is usually very flexible and thankfully they were to me, you know, and I, I didn't have like a set shift at uh, at Bell at News Talk and CP24. I was like, they're like, pretty much their main fill in person for news and traffic. So it wasn't as though um, like I was. Someone who was familiar on the network, but uh, not someone who was like main main thing was like I do, you know, let's yeah. for an example, I do traffic from noon till seven, which wasn't me. So uh, mm -hmm. it was easy enough to um, keep with AMI and then uh, have those as fill in shifts. Yeah. And I remember as like a kid when I'd watch stuff or listen to stuff, I loved it. Hey, 
that's the same person that does, you know, I always thought because right. I noticed those things and they were really cool. Um, and you were originally, like you said, with what was that Skywards traffic? Is that what that was? Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I remember I, that, where they did all you guys did traffic for places all over Ontario. Yes. So yeah, I was, right. and it was the time before uh, like Google Maps really got going. So yeah. <laughs> I still wow. have my map book. I still have my paper map book that has uh, sticky notes all through it to say <laughs> like where a certain major routes and everything are. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Um, talk to us about. I'm kind of curious of the comparison in a crazy newsroom like 680 and how that how that works at your desk and jumping over to you know to to you to you going back to somebody else um versus to the TV portion which I'm assuming when you were over on the TV uh, over at CFRE on on um you know doing things over at Bell you still had your same location desk that you worked from did everything from and then did your hits from is is that right at both locations yes. Yeah wow. so what's, the what's it like the move, the moving parts that I experienced at uh, 680 are are very are are grand, for lack of a better word. Right? You have your editor, you have an audio editor, you you're writing scripts, you have your reporters out there, you have your weather person, your traffic person, your business person, your sports person. So there's lots of uh, elements to be put together. And when I was there, and I'm sure it's the same thing, we work as a team. And everyone knows that you work as a team. News is always changing, I believe, mm. is one of their taglines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and that's that's how you do it. And it's a well-oiled machine. Like um, they they know what they're doing. They've got a format, and it's fun to work in there because you know know where you can fit in in the format. Also, it's live twenty four hours a day, so you can break in, like literally break in with news anytime you need mm. to it's not a like a cycle of things that you have to like wait until you can oh we're not live until 6 a.m no there's anytime there's breaking news you're on there so it was it, it was fun to have like a lot of hands on on deck to help and getting to see how everything else worked when uh moving to cp24 to do traffic i i was the traffic place like you know i took calls from uh listeners and um Pardon me. And I would put those traffic things on air. I put together the screenshots. So you're the one who's choosing what images of like the 401 or the 400 or the DVP to show. And you put mm. that together. But also just watching a television newsroom is fascinating as well, because they have a breaking news desk. They have assignment editors. They have like downstairs, there'll be people in your ear because I could hear them sometimes being like, all right, throw the throw this clip. We're going here. Weather then Da, 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 then da, da, da. I got to see how the, the weather green screen works. So wow. um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, if you it's organized chaos, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it works. I love right? it. It does. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and it's so fascinating because there's so much behind the scenes. We don't know. You see, and you're already saying, oh, my head's spinning. They're going all over the place. But mm. that back channel stuff, as you mentioned, downstairs, all over the, you know, hey, fast breaking. Hey, here, we're going to you, whether it's the talk news or sorry, talk news, radio news or, or the TV component. Corinne, thanks a lot. No problem. Thank you. And I'll talk to you Always on fun. next Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> you betcha. As Corinne will join us for entertainment here on the program. And of course, check her on the Globe and Nail Show. AMI Audio is where you can find her uh, starting at 8 a.m. in the morning. We do this feature, Voices, on the uh, third Tuesday of the month right here on Kelly and Ramya. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. 
watch The Pulse on YouTube, or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.